In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What up, Betches? Welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today I am so excited. We have Jocelyn, just Jocelyn, with us for right now, (laughs) um, because Jocelyn's going to be talking about something that, you know, we haven't really covered in the Betches Brides podcast yet, and I think it's really important because, hell, Lord knows I certainly have gone through it. But today's episode, we're talking basically about how the F do I deal with cold feet? How the F do I know if this is right or wrong? How the F do I call off a wedding? Because those are all the things that you did, Jocelyn, right? Yep. First things first, let me just say, I am like, congratulations. I am a pussy and did not do what you did. And like, I think what you did is takes a lot of strength, a lot of courage and like a lot of character. So bravo. We're going to get to the details of it, how you did it, the aftermath of it, all that good stuff. But like as somebody who is now a divorced woman, um, like I realized like I wish I had the courage to do what you did. And it's way easier to get married and get fucking divorced. Like, and that's what a lot. And 50% of marriages end in divorce. So before you judge girl, just realize there's a 50% chance you're going to get a divorce. So shut up. Okay. So first of all, hi. Hi. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So wait, how did you even get like introduced to this podcast? Because I know that you've kind of been like, you wanted to be anonymous. We were like going to have to get you a voice modulator. There's like all this (laughs) cloaked and daggerness to the whole thing. Yep. Um, so I've listened to you guys forever. Um, I know the team. I've worked at the team before. I love everyone here. And best, you know, when I when my story came up, I thought, you know, like I said, I don't want to drag my ex through the mud. Um, First of I, all, I just want to be clear: there's nothing wrong with that. I do that every single day of my life. <laughs> no, to be fair, I'm very nice about my ex, or at least I try to be. I'm not so nice about people he was related to who I felt made our marriage not that easy but honestly they did us a favor because we weren't we weren't soulmates we were not meant to be Um, but let me just like let you know I see this as you telling your story and I think it's we as people all deserve to tell our own story you know as long as like you're not giving away intimate details of the bedroom and now that I said that in retrospect I guess I have done that to my ex as well so I'm just a fucking bitch but you (laughs) you're there's nothing wrong I think it's important for you to share the story because I think there's a lot of women who are engaged or about to get married and they're in your exact position and they don't have anybody as like a beacon of light or hope to say like, hey, I was there too and you are allowed to call it off and they go through with the wedding and then sadly enough, a lot of them just like, they, they just start popping out kids, buying houses, doing all that shit and then they wake up in their 50s like, fuck. So I think yeah. it's important to be in control of your own life. So your story is just a story about empowerment and taking control of your own journey. So I don't see it as dragging. I see it as being honest. That's my two cents. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And it's interesting because after this happened, you find that there's actually a community of people that come out yep. who have been through the same thing or are thinking about the same thing and come through. Yeah. And, you know, you see there's this whole world. So there are people, you know, and there is a stigma 
about it. So, you know, it's nice to talk about and, and to make it public. So first things first. So um, how long were you in your significant? We'll just call him. Let's give him a nickname. Uh, I call mine husband, but we were actually married. So that's why he gets to be husband. Oh. We'll call him. Was fiance. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can call him was fiance. Let's call him the almost, um, almost groom. Almost groom. Almost okay, groom. we'll call him the almost groom. Okay, okay. So we'll take that. you um, and almost groom. Where where did you meet? When did you meet? How long were you together for? Give us the whole background. So we actually met twice. So the first time we were set up okay. um, on a blind date through my cousin who knew a friend of his younger sister. It was one of those you're single, he's single. Don't know if you're compatible, but you should both go out. Right, right. So we go out. We go on a first date. We go for drinks. There were a few things about him that weren't right and I felt like and eh, this guy isn't perfect for me I don't know if he's worth a second date I'm not sure about him there are a few red flags here he asked me out on a second date and I ghost on him oh okay. which was bad okay which but was very bad do we feel like this is like a little lesson in like listen to your instincts yes okay 100% I think my gut said to me this is not right yep um, so I didn't go out with him again. Okay, so you ghosted. So I ghosted, which I wish I never did because I don't believe in ghosting. Because we should always just give the other person the courtesy of closure. Exactly. Got it. But I was young and I didn't do that. So fast forward about six months later. Okay. I'm at a uh, mutual friend's birthday party. Oh shit, here we go. At some nightclub in the city and I'm with a friend of mine and I see across the bar, I see this guy walking through the almost groom. The almost groom. The almost groom. Write that down. And I look at him and I said, wow, you know, maybe I made a mistake. He's looking good. Uh Maybe, you know, something. How many drinks have you had at that point? I had a few (laughs) drinks. A few drinks. My mistake. And so I don't say anything to him at the time. Turns out he saw me too. Same thing. The next morning, I'm on my uh, Bumble app Uh and I'm swiping and who pops up? The almost groom. Okie dokie. So I swipe. You say, this is fate world. Exactly, right? One of those moments. Stupid fucking rom-coms. Right? The app, (laughs) the technology is telling me this is it. So I swipe, we match. No message. All of a sudden, I open up my Instagram and I get a follower request. (gasps) Oh, he's really in hot pursuit. So now he's in hot pursuit. But now he's looking. I'm figuring, why is he looking me up on Instagram? And I later learned... Because he wanted to make sure I still looked good. I didn't gain weight. Mm-hmm. I was still, you know, he had to he had to check that out first. Right. So the minute I accept him, I get a text message. So you match with me on Bumble, but you wouldn't go on a second date with me. Okay. So for a girl who's used to, you know, a guy who's a little bit of a badass. And, right. you know, felt like, I think I felt like the first time we went out, he was a little too straight edge. Uh-huh. So this was like, okay, this guy's got some balls. He's you got know? some chutzpah. He's, that's for damn sure. He's got some chutzpah. So I, so we started talking and one thing led to another and we ended up going out again. And, you know, the rest was history. Uh-huh. How long did you date for? We dated for, I mean, we were together a total in three years. Total. For three years. Yep. Total. Yep. So um, dated a year and a half. We dated about a year and then we moved in together. Okay. And then it was about like another six to eight months before he proposed. Okay, yeah. Um, this sounds exactly like my relationship. Yeah. Fast and furious, you know? Yes. I mean, I get it when you know, you know. But like I was in my I was in my late 20s, mid to late 20s when I met him. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think maybe when you're in your 30s, mid 30s, you can make those decisions a little bit quicker. Right. I don't see why we're all rushing so much. No, no. And I certainly learned a lot from this. Same. 
Um, but what I would say is that while it was pretty fast, there were certain red flags along the way that okay. I chose to ignore or things about him that were maybe his insecurities a little bit that mm-hmm. were popping up mm-hmm. that we kind of skirted over. Because, well, when like, well, when, when you're going to nightclubs, going on vacations, going out to dinner, meeting friends, meeting family, living this life, it's very hard to get to know, know someone's true self. Yes. Then you move in together and then like six to eight months later, you're getting engaged. That's not that long to live with somebody six to eight months. Right. Yeah, we exactly. were the exact same. And then our shit started popping up while planning the wedding during the engagement. Same. Oh, yeah. That's oh yeah, it, that's like, when it all what comes the out. Fuck, yep. did I do? Yep. But then you're so proud because everyone's talking about your wedding, and you've got all these friends to impress and family, and money's happening, right? Yeah, girl, I, you could not have picked a better person to talk about this with. I so empathize with you; it's beyond. But what you're also dealing with at that time is everybody saying to you, "Oh no, it's fine. What you're dealing with, what you're going through, this is all part of the wedding planning process. Everybody fights over weddings." And to right? be fair, I think weddings bring out the worst in people but I think it can also bring out the best in people and so I do think that's when you can really see what relationships are going to make it and what relationships are going to fail the difference with you girls you just actually didn't go through with the wedding there's majority of the people like that I mean they end up getting divorced but they're feeling all the same things too they just ignore it right we'd all be probably a lot better off if we just would cancel the damn thing but we'll get to that because I need all the details okay so like do you want to share details of like what type of stuff was popping up yeah so I'll I'll there are a lot, but I'll start with the big ones. So we could start with when we first... Like what was your first big fight? Um, about the wedding. Oh, our first big fight about the wedding was the list. Number mm-hmm. of people on the list. That and, was the biggest fight. And what was um, the ish? Actually, no. I'll go back. It was the venue. That was number okay. one. Okay. Number one was the venue. So looked at a million different venues. He didn't want to go look. Go look wherever you want. I'm sure I trust. Great. Okay, fine. Great. Fine. I'm fine with that. I, I'm, I'm fine with an uninvolved groom. Totally fine. And I if you want it actually, to be... I prefer it. It was easier, right? Yeah, Just right? like, don't even... Because mine yeah. started having opinions. And I was like, you shut up with those opinions. Right, you, you, leave, you leave them at the door. <laughs> if it's important, you give it. Otherwise, just leave it be. You'll be well, happy no matter the chairs. What. I was like, shut the right. fuck up. <laughs> God. Right, it's like the little things. Like, yeah. what do you care for? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we finally come down to one venue, right? After looking at a million, I had gone for weeks. It was like, okay, this is the one venue basically that fits everything that we want. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, mm, spoke to my sister. She got married there and- Here we go. Oh my God, I'm very triggered right now. (laughs) She's a little hesitant about us getting married there and my mom- How long ago did the sister get married there? Number one. uh, It was probably about three years before. Girl, get the fuck over yourself. You and fucking 500 other brides that year. Married with a kid. And I said, to, how many families do you know they love having family members get mem- get married at the same place? Yes. Right? Yes. So not only did it come from the sister, of but then the, mother, then the mother says, would prefer it not happen there because I don't want to muddle my memories of... Your sister's ladies wedding. and ladies listening. <laughs> yep. If you do not get along with the family, really, it's a red flag that you need to take seriously because Jocelyn and I are sitting here as products of it, and I'm not joking. Unless you can move to goddamn Timbuktu, it is you are marrying a family. That is the truth. Yep. And either you need to move away from the family collectively together, or you need to love and adore, or at least be able to work with the family. Yes. And if that's not going to happen, you got a long road ahead of you, sister friend. I promise you that. Well, I would say the biggest thing about the family. So 
I thought I got along with the family really well. We never had fights over family. You know, we were, we spent so much time, both he and I valued family tremendously. Yep. What I found in looking back on it is that if your significant other does not support you over the family. That's so true. That's the problem, You're right? absolutely so right. So everything was siding with the family, the family versus you. It became like Romeo and Juliet. We had a couple therapists. When we were, my parents were like, we're not paying for one more bill unless you guys go to couple therapy before the wedding because it was right. so bad. And we did that too. They, oh, you, right? All the same telltale signs. And yeah. the thing is, is that like... Yeah, the, the the therapist said when you get married, you're leaving your nuclear family and starting a new family. That is what you are doing. You can still love your family, but you're pledging your allegiance to this new person. And yes, you know them less long than you've known your family. But like, that's what you're doing by getting married. So yes. if you're, it's so funny. I'll, I have listeners that know my story from just years on the radio. And they're like, I don't even consider you divorced because I don't even think that you ever married. Because right. if you're married to somebody who doesn't at least like have your back and, and support you, that's not a husband right. or an almost groom or a husband or whatever. Exactly. It's mutual support, right? So was this really like this? So do you have like a million examples, but like of, of that being like the rooted issue the whole time? I mean, there were a lot of things that led up to it before that were red flags family wise that mm-hmm. I should have picked up on. But just these little tiny subtle things. Little things. Like when we were dating him, calling his mother and asking her if it was okay if he and I went to dinner alone and not with his friends. <laughs> Which looking back on it, I should have said, hold on. Hold but, on. But you think, you know what? He's a Jewish boy. He's yeah. close with his family. Yeah. You yeah. know, he just he needs his mommy to help him out a little bit. And yeah. that'll, you know, over time, as right. you build your own family, that'll change. Oh, girl. Big damn. Mistake. Damn. Okay. So you're in this scenario. These red yes. flags are popping up. There's a lot, like, the family seems to be, like, uh, like having issues, a theme. He's not really supporting you. I promise you. That if if that's something that you're dealing with, that will rear, rear its ugly head in the wedding planning process more than once, over and over and over again. That was all of our fights. It was always the same. We were fighting about different things, but the, right. the exact same theme. It's the same theme, and it doesn't go away if you don't resolve it. it. Well, it, it gets worse and worse and worse, worse and worse. Exactly. And because and so eventually, so in, in the beginning, you probably just brush it under the rug, right? Because yep. I said, I remember I cried, and he said, "Why are you crying?" And I said, "Because I just realized in this moment that I'm gonna your family is going to control the whole wedding, and I'm gonna do everything that they want to." do and I'm not going to get to make any decisions and that makes me sad and right. he said oh that's so nice of you <laughs> I'm like wrong answer right wrong right. answer you're not supposed to I say mean. like absolutely not this is our wedding we will make decisions right. even if you're lying at least lie exactly but right? the fact that there was a lack of a lie kind of said it all I should have known better so I think in the beginning we're in denial right yes then we, what we do is we basically say okay so I'm just going to like I'm going to be chill bride I'm going to be bride chill and I'm going to be like I don't yep. give a fuck then yep. you start to give all the fucks yeah then you start to fight back right yep. and then it's just world war three so what happened with me so with the venue we said okay you know what fine. you gave it up fine gave it up you said, angel gave it up because you know what it wasn't i had no allegiance to it it wasn't that important to me right so we started looking finding some and thank god we found another venue because someone knew someone who had a connect who was able to get us a venue that worked you know within our parameters of budget and all of that uh-huh. um so we were great we were all happy with the venue the only caveat to this was the number of people we can invite. Oh, I bet they had an opinion about that. Sure did. <laughs> Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. 
Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So we had, so before we locked in the venue, we had the conversation of, is everybody okay with this number? Everybody was okay with this number. As soon as we locked in the venue, everybody was not okay with this number. It's like, what? Like, am I being set up for failure here? Right? Exactly. Oh exactly. my God. So what went from the venue turned into, well, we can't cut our list and we need to have. So then what do you do? You say you're going to cut your list. So I ended up cutting my list. I had Same. 10, I had 10 friends invited. 10 friends that's insane and this is and this is not just a wedding and who's invited this is the rest of your life exactly you get 10 friends for the rest of your fucking life exactly yep but and the worst part of it was that it wasn't even appreciated at that point oh so that's what made it even worse and that's where it was like getting bad you are making these concessions you are doing things you are sacrificing and it's not it's still not good enough it's not like we hate thank you so much we know that was a sacrifice it was hard it really means a lot to us it's just like you're expected to do it and then there's not even a thank you or nothing nothing oh my god you are triggering me the most just hardest right now so then and and my parents were the ones you know they would sit and they were like you know what we don't want you guys fighting over this right just go ahead like Take it, do it, like whatever is going to make it work out. I have an important question. Yes. Who's paying for the wedding? So my parents were paying for the wedding. How? This is the only difference. We were, we are a third, a third, a third. So I kind of like was like, well, they got to say they're paying a third. Right. How dare they? How right. dare they? Well, they were contributing certain things. Yeah, you know, the band, the rehearsal, the things that were important. The, no, exactly. rehearsal is their responsibility. That doesn't count. So if, if we're going to play that game of like, oh, the bride's parents pay for everything, then it's like, well, fuck, duh, you're doing the rehearsal dinner. Right. Okay, right. so they, they contributed the band. You. The band, um, and they were giving like a small person, they were giving like 5K. Okay, that's like in the grand scheme of things. Nothing. Probably not that much. Exactly, yeah. which was en- ending up going to their more people. Exactly. Which covered what half a table? Oh my god. So what turned what went from the list went from not just the wedding list but then to the shower list. Oh my god, it's like we're the same person. Legit. Uh, my shower was a goddamn disaster. Oh god. Why? Well, it was like an 8th grade fucking dance where it's like girls on one side, boys on the other side except it was my people, their people. And, their people. and I'm like, "Are we all the same people?" Right. Right? Right. And how many of those people were like your close friends? I mean, just my bridal party that was that wasn't forced upon me. Right, exactly. <laughs> I 
was like, all I want, I don't even want a big shower. All I want is to be, I will go to a friend's apartment with my bridal party and just sit and have lunch That's and be happy. Did. That's all I want. That's what I did. Right? Like, yes. But it still wasn't good enough. I remember getting scolded for there not being proper hand towels in the bathroom. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then every time I would open up a present from one of my people. Right. It would be like crickets. Uh-huh. And then when I would open a present from one of like the other side's people. Yeah. It would be this great taste. I swear to God every oh time. Oh my God. And it was like to this. And now it's just like comedic gold. Right. Like great taste is like my favorite. Great taste. Right. But it was like truly uncomfortable. One of my bridesmaids who I love and adore. She's amazing. Cool. She's like the most confident person I know she's like right. so I have to leave your party now and I said okay that's fine I wish I could leave she said I feel poor fat and ugly she's none of those things uh-huh. um, irrelevant insignificant and I'm gonna go home and cry for 24 hours and I was like you know oh. samesies go I told <laughs> girl I feel you sorry to expose you to this right. it was yeah a disaster so did yours even happen so my shower didn't happen yet but the I would say one of our biggest arguments was looking at the shower list mm. and seeing that it was again again theirs, not yours disproportionate yes uh tons of people and it's that your I, shower well and how about people that i had never even met before but the worst part of it was his mother schooling my mother and saying oh. that a shower is about showering jocelyn with love and that's what we want to do okay so so if that great. so i like the sentiment is yes. it genuine no uh-huh so I but was. When people talk like that, they usually talk like that because they can't actually do that. Exactly. Words, not action. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the problem. But that that during that argument, I was told that because I wanted a smaller shower when I said to him what I said to you about wanting just this, you know, my friends in an apartment, I was told that was selfish of me. Oh yeah. Well, aren't we? We're just two selfish, selfish girls. Right. Shit Terrible. Here. Yeah. Terrible. Tell me about it. God forbid the bride asks for what she wants. And this is a lesson that we like are drilling into all of the audience members heads when we talk about like all the other topics. We're like, girl, do you. It's your wedding. People right. will try to make you feel bad, but they are wrong. It is your wedding. Right. And like barring like a really sick family member or something or somebody who treats you like gold. Of course, you make concessions. Right. But like you have to like bend over backwards and have their like every event for you be about them. Right. That's very telling about the, how your whole life's going to be. Right. And if you knew that oh, the yeah. intentions were good. Good, right I would have bent over backwards for them mm-hmm. I would have done anything like we ended up giving up on most most of you know what I felt very strongly about yeah but then when it comes down to your shower that's where I really felt like at that point yeah what do you what is a groom getting involved in a shower for it's 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 ridiculous it's ridiculous so that was that and then so that was a really telling moment for you so that was a telling moment and this is when you're saying he's truly not supporting me not supporting I had to cancel me. a birthday one time because I wasn't talking to family members yeah and so I said, let's plan the birthday and invite this, this. And he said, well, if we don't invite this family member, it's going to cause a problem. I said, we're not right. speaking. The last time I saw this person, yeah. we didn't speak. We didn't speak. Why would right. I invite this person? That would be, why would I do that my birthday? Right. It's illogical. Right. And then, so I decided not to have a, a birthday party. Right. And then Smart. the day before I had a mental breakdown. And I was like, I'm having a motherfucking birthday party. Right. There, if you're not invited, there's a real reason for it. And we can talk about that reason. But like, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to either have somebody who I'm not speaking to be at my party or not have a party. This right. is insane. Right. You know, right. But it sounds kind of like a similar right. scenario. I mean, the point is, and you know, you have to compromise, right, when you're planning a wedding. Yeah, you know, it is about you are, you know, joining two families together, yes. right? And it is very important to have, you know, mutual respect and compromise. But when you're at a point where you feel like people's intentions are not about 
the two of you as a couple and it's more about the show or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that's when, you know, when the groom's not stepping up and having your back in certain things, that's Mm -hmm. when you know that mm, something's not quite right here. So when, okay, so how long was your engagement? So our engagement was nine months. Okay, that's short. That's real short. I yep. would say just if, if you can, a year to a year and a half engagement is a great thing because of shit like this. Right. It gives you more time to either hash stuff out or like go to therapy and I'm being dead ass. Right. Or like realize that this isn't the right decision to right. make. So well, I'll say actually we had, so to the wedding date, it was 11 months. Okay. Oh, okay. But when we broke up, it was nine months. Okay, great. So, okay. So, so the, when did you know, like, I got to pull the plug on this? How did, how did you come about that? What was like the straw that broke the camel's back? Was it the was it the shower or was that like the first event? No. So like you, I took him to therapy. Yep. I said something is not right. We were getting into arguments. He was yelling at me. I was I was at a point where I said I don't know what's happening here. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Of course we're fighting, but this is like next level. Like the, you know, of, of course there's gonna yes. be different gr- disagreements. Of course people are gonna annoy you, but like there's normal healthy like issues in planning a wedding, and then there's like this isn't exposing something that's going to be a greater issue down the road. Exactly. And that's what it turned into, right? It wasn't about it wasn't about the number of people and you know, like I said, the list issue was something that really kept coming up even though it was resolved. It was about it family was, and dynamics. It was about family and dynamics and it, and it and turned And if you want to be part of this family, this is the dynamic you have to fit in or else we're going to make it difficult for you. Exactly. And what happened with him was he had this mindset of just wait, get over it. How yes, but also how could you how could you even say that my family can have this number of people? And that to me is, and that that makes me see your character. And this this makes me feel like you are a horrible person because you even had that thought in your mind. So basically it's our way or the highway. Yes. And guess what? That's going to be the same for when you have children. Yes. Yes. Well, so then it turned into, well, okay, if I, for me to get past this, I need to know once we have kids, how often, I need a number, you plan on seeing my family? A number? I, when it's convenient, when they want, I guess we'll figure it out as it comes. What was the answer he wanted? Once a day, once a week, once a month? My mom should move in and we'll be good. I don't know. And I even asked him for the answer and he couldn't give me the answer. So you have to provide all these crazy answers, but he can't provide them back. Exactly. And so you're so do you feel like these breakthroughs, because these are the real red flags. Yes. Did they come when you went to therapy? Yes. Good. So thank God for that. And I think anyone who's having any sort of doubts, go this to me was therapy. saving grace. Yes. And couples together. Yes. Not together. you go alone. Because no. I played that game for a while. Yep. No, accomplished nothing. You nothing. gotta go together. Yes. And what I learned through this was that the things that I thought were red flags or I was hesitant about were actually big major relationship issues that if he couldn't resolve them now, we're never gonna get resolved. Probably not. Yeah, so, and definitely having kids wouldn't have helped it. It would have made it worse. No, yeah. exactly. And like you said, going back to like the family, right? He never understood that getting married was creating your own family. Right. What he strongly believed and continued to say out loud was that it is our families coming together and I don't believe that it's you and I getting married. I believe it's our families getting married and I view family 
in a fundamentally different way than you do. And you said, yes, you do. I said, exactly. <laughs> yes, you do. Because that to me is not a marriage. No. Yes, our families are coming together. You're joining together. But you and I are creating our own separate family. But then here's my question to almost groom. So when my family and your family, the king and the queen of our marriage, I guess, don't see eye to eye, who wins? Exactly. I bet it's his family. Uh, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Sure is. Yep. Wow. 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 Yep. So I would say the big turning point, and that's when I started having to think, well, if this isn't resolved, what am I going to do? Right? Because right. this isn't just, these aren't just jitters. These aren't just, you know, I had my mom, listen, your parents know you very well, yeah. or at least my parents know me very well. Same. And they know part of your relationship, but they don't know the inner workings of your relationship. Right. So they only know what they see, what they're told. What you tell them, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, people tend to say to you, well, you know, in every relationship, you have your ups, your downs, your issues. It's The question is, can you work through them, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think my family fully understood. I don't think I fully understood just how bad things really were. Of course not. Well, you're very distracted when you're planning a wedding too. Yes. And it's like, you just got to get shit done. So sometimes it's like, you can't even take the time to deal with the the reality of it all. Right. And it's interesting because once this ended, I had people who said to me, wow, you know, I can't believe, you know, looking back on it, did you feel like you were in it for so long because you just wanted to get married? And I said, I was actually never, ever, ever that person who wanted to just get married. Mm-hmm. I was, I never wanted to be in long-term relationships because I felt like if there was one thing wrong, it wasn't going to work. And I didn't want it to be. So to, this isn't like you just like, you like ignored stuff because you were so desperate to get married. No, I think it's that once you're in it, you fight or at least I did. You have so to. hard to make well, it engaged, work. you're engaged. And that's kind of an important stepping stone in a relationship, you know? Right. And it's, it's less about, you know, I think there are certain sides of it where it is that fear that you've planned a wedding, right? And you have all this. But I think for me, it was this feeling of, you know, what if I can do something to fix this? What if this is workable? You want to give it the good old college try. You have to, yes. you have to know that you exhausted every option possible. Because guys, I, I can tell you from being in your shoes and not doing what you did, it is very hard to call a wedding off. There's a lot of money that will be, just be poof gone. Right. Gone. Okay. Right. I called our wedding planner. I remember I was driving back from my parents back home because we lived together and I was alone and I called her and I said, I want to postpone the wedding. And we had a year and a half engagement. Right. And she said, Taylor, no, no. And she said, I don't want, I'm not telling you what to do with life, but either cancel. Right. Or just do it now because basically postponing it is all the same financial repercussions as canceling it. Right. And like none of the benefits. And also it's still quote unquote embarrassing. So like either get the courage to do what you need to do or just go through with it. And I wasn't in a position where I was courageous enough and strong enough as a woman and, you know, in my character to say like, I know this is wrong. I'm not going to go through with this. So how did you know? How did you do it? That is so fucking scary. I can go right back to where I felt. And it was like, like literally it was like to my fucking planner. Okay, well, fuck it. I guess I'll just marry him then. And then she said to me even, and I loved her, but she said, you know what? Really? You should just have um, kids as soon as possible because that really helps the situation do with me and my husband. Listen, maybe there's exceptions to rules. Maybe that helps people, but I only think that that's going to exacerbate issues down the road. But yeah, I did. I did the I did the weak thing, which is just get married. 
Right. Well, you, it's not the weak thing, though. Nah. It's you don't know. You don't know. You really don't know. Because well, you think, like, I can make this work, or eventually something's going to click. Exactly. Or once we get through this, it'll be fine. It'll be better. It's just this issue that we have. Right. right? And yeah. it's also the, the thrill of the wedding planning in a way. So I found myself up until I went to therapy and really started seeing how bad things truly, truly were. It was that, okay, well, we're doing imitations now. We're doing this now. And I just got to get through this. And yeah. the thrill of, well, we have the shower to plan and, 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 you know, this to plan and that to plan. And you get lost in all the events that you have, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would say the big turning point was right before Labor Day. I was, we broke up on Labor Day. Uh-huh. So I would say the week before we went away to California with his family. Okay. I say this was, this was the trip that ended it all. So the night before we leave... We, my parents ordered reprints of our wedding invitations. Okay, why? Because his parents didn't like the way they were worded. Okay. So at that point, even though that was the one thing. Can you say the wording? Yeah. I I, I don't want to put you in a position where you're saying too much. So if you don't, it was my parents, Mr. and Mrs. Jocelyn. Yes. Invite you to the wedding of. Few groom, soon to be groom or never groom, and Jocelyn. Yes. Son of. Yes. His parents' name. I think that that's absolutely right. Right, but they didn't want that. They wanted their names on the top of the end because they gave five thousand dollars. Exactly. <laughs> and for me, I didn't care whose name was where, but for me, I felt like I'm very old school, very sentimental. I'm the kind of girl who wanted my dad to give me away. Yeah. And I wanted that to feel special and. In all of the planning, I had no say over anything at this point. Hey, they. So, again, my parents knew that at this point we were arguing over basically everything. Yeah. Said, we'll just, we'll change it. If this is Your just, parents are saints. Yeah, well, it, looking back on it, they said we were absolute morons, but that's a separate thing. Okay. And so they ended up paying to have the wedding invitations reprinted. I sat down which with him. Which is so expensive. Which is so expensive. And it's just like throwing out money. What, what, for what? what? Like for it what? really matters. Exactly. And again, it goes back to. Image. Was this about. Exactly. Image. Get it. So I sit down with him the night before we go on this trip. And I said, you know what? The invitations are being reprinted while we're gone. Are we like, how do you feel about this whole thing? Yeah. Are we, are you sure you want to do this? Am I sure I want to do this? What should we do? And we had a conversation and, you know, we both agreed that, yes, this is what we want to do and we'll get through this. And this is, you know, this is just wedding planning stuff and we're good. Okay. Big mistake. So we go to California. I don't know who the person I was on this trip was, but he was a monster. Treated me horribly. I was across the country with his family. I was alone. I had never felt like so emotionally alone before Isn't in my life. Isn't it crazy how you can feel so alone when you're around so many people? Yeah. That's a tell. Yeah. If you feel alone when you're alone, duh, you're alone. Yeah. If you feel more alone when you're with people than you are when you're away from them, yeah. that's the that's a thing. Well, I think the turning point was when my good friend was message, it was texting him because she was planning the bachelorette party mm-hmm. and had asked him what he was contributing. And he turns to me and said, your your friend's texting me. I can't deal with it. I can't handle it. She's asking me what I'm contributing. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll do a bottle at the bachelorette party. But like that's more than anybody would do. And I think I'm being very generous. But I can't stand her. She's the worst. 
in front Thanks of his for the family, surprise. Which then turned into, oh, and by the way, don't think my family didn't think you tried to pull a fast one over on us about the wedding invitations. Whoa. Which are being reprinted at your for- cost. You're welcome. But that didn't matter. Because it was the original intention, which apparently was malicious. Of course, because you're probably coming in there to ruin their family, right? Because exactly. that's what every bride... Let me just talk to families right now. You know what everyone just wants to do? We just sit here looking for guys with great families so we can go and just fuck shit up. Yep. Isn't it the craziest allegation it's ever? I Crazy. Mean, and listen, I know there's probably people listening right now who maybe they have a brother or a sister and they're like, we hate the person they're dating or engaged to or married to and, you know, they ruin everything. But I have something to tell everybody. If your family is that strong, no one can fracture it. Right. And one singular person cannot come into your family and ruin something that was perfect. There must be iffy foundation already for shit to go that left in that short amount of time but what was really interesting was that going into this i had said to my mom when i first met his family i said wow i am so lucky because you always hear stories about how in-laws are crazy you know people don't get along with you know their significant other's family but wow these are great people how did i get so lucky question yes when did it it, it take a turn after the engagement because i've actually had other people say to me it was great it was great it was great until the engagement i think i mean there were a few things but nothing big enough it was really with the planning when they started getting involved and and speaking up about what they wanted well i'll tell you this much ladies and gentlemen like the planning will it's it will show you it is a true litmus test it brings out your true colors it 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 really does brings out your true colors and so anyway so the rest of the trip what i had found was there were text message conversations in groups about Mm. whether this was right what i'm doing wrong and i mean that's when i said wow them against you them against them including your soon-to-be husband exactly and i was calling my parents every morning hysterically crying saying i don't know what to do this isn't right yeah i i don't know and my dad saying to me you can't go through with this First of all, kudos to your amazing parents. My mom and dad actually did say to me, if you don't want to go through this, you don't have to. Um, I think honestly, I was on the radio when we were planning and it uh-huh. was so it was bigger than us. It was right. like audience members. And I think it, it was too public. It, it was, it was, it was, I was going to be like Cosmo magazine is like my boss at the time. Like I felt like I wasn't just laying down like our friends and family. I felt like I was laying down like all like hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Right. And so that's like, I, I, I just went through with it. But my parents also said that. And that's like the biggest gift you can give your child. Because my parents, yeah. when I when knew I was going to get a divorce, they were like, we will not judge you. We will not force you to stay in this marriage. Like we're, I, I was brought up Catholic. So that's kind of like divorce is like a thing. Right. Um, and my parents couldn't have been more encouraging. So parents like need to really, they see it. So to be able to support you, like that's really important. So he, yeah, 100%. So, and that's how like freeing for your dad to say, like you can cancel it. And did you say like, what about the money? I said to him, what do we do about the money? What's going to happen? We have a whole wedding planned. I don't know what to do. What if I can save this? You know, it's like you have so many thoughts that go through your head. Because when you call it off, you're not just like dating again. You're right. breaking up. Right. Exactly. That's it. It's not. And what if you could have saved it, right? Right. And, and if you can, you know, if you could have and there was that chance, but you don't know, right? You don't no. know what your life would have been if you continued. Right. So, you know, given the calling, details, I could probably guess for you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, what came out after is a whole other story. But oh, 
So, um, so anyway, uh, we get back from the trip and we land at like midnight, right? We get home. Prime time for fighting. Prime time for fighting. <laughs> no, we, we don't speak. We did not speak the entire okay. car, car, car ride home. Wake up the next morning. I said, you know what? Okay, we have therapy this afternoon. It's going to be it. We're going to go through one more session. Let's see what comes out because I also was told in therapy, do not, do not fight with him on this trip because you are alone. Mm-hmm. You are alone. It's you against them. Anything you bring up is going to be, you know, uh, yep. it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So I had all of this stuff bottled up and I said, we'll bring it up in therapy today. <sighs> I can like feel it in my chest. And so I wake up, I go, I get up, I do laundry. We had a washer dryer and I go into the bedroom and I catch him physically. He's got the comforter over his head <laughs> talking to his mother and no. he says, I think it's the honeymoon. It's just the honeymoon deposit, but it's refundable. And I said, who are you talking to? He said, my mother. I said, oh, okay. What were you talking to her about? She goes, eh, I just want to make sure she got home okay. Okay. I said, no, you weren't. I said, what were you talking to her about? He says to me, things were not good on that trip. I said, oh, I know. Yeah. He goes, did you behave well? Were you, were you a good daughter-in-law? Oh, my God. Oh daughter-in-law. Oh, my God. So for the first time, I lost it. I said to him, good daughter-in-law. I said, first of all, don't talk to me like I'm your dog. Don't yeah. talk to me like your child. Like I have this like role this to is, fill? Yeah. No. Like what? Like so from here on out, you're only a daughter-in-law. That's yeah. you've been reduced to. That's it. All of this was about your how my entire life is about serving your in-laws. Exactly. Well, it goes back to, right? Who's getting married? Is it you and the groom or is no, it you it's and, and, and the family? It's their special day. So we get into this whole argument. I said, well, you treated me like shit on this trip. This is not good. I don't know what to Takes do. Takes two to tango. Exactly. So I walked out of the apartment. I needed to breathe. I said, you know what? What am I doing? We need to figure this out. I come back up. I said, okay, you know what? I need the day. We got to go. I'll see you with her at, at uh, therapy later. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm not going. I said, oh, you're not going. I said, why aren't you going? And he made the appointment. He says, I'm not going. She's not helpful. You need to learn how to communicate with me. I said, that's why the whole point of therapy. That's yeah. Literally the entire point. Exactly. I said, I am communicating with you. Right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. You want to talk? You want to have a conversation? He says, no, I don't want to have a conversation right now. I need the day. I said, okay, well. I'll see you at therapy later. I'll be there at three o'clock. If you're not there, then I'm done. I'm assuming we are there. I can't fix this on my own at this point. And if you're not willing to, then there's nothing else to talk about. And we just need to, we're done. Yep. So I think deep down, I thought that he would, that would somehow snap him into something. Mm. Yeah. Cause it's like you've the adrenaline's going, you've all this emotion. You don't know what's happening. So. Sure enough, we go to therapy or I go to therapy and he doesn't show up. And I said, balls. Okay. I said, I leave therapy. I call. And thank God for that because that last session is what gave me yep. and, and yeah. all the knowledge. And you, and I'm assuming you stayed in the session and talked to the therapist yep. and she probably, or he, yep. um, handheld you through that. Handheld me through it. And so good. That, thank God. Yep. Yep. And so I left. I called my parents. I said, I need you to come help me move some stuff out of the apartment. I'm not staying there tonight. I moved into my parents that night. 
didn't know what was going on. You know, it's like you don't process all this stuff. And it, was he there when you moved your stuff out? No. Okay. He was not there. He was at his sister's apartment with his parents. Of course. Of course. Loves of his life. Of course. Going to be married to them forever. Exactly. <laughs> but what I will say is while I didn't know what was happening at that point and I I don't think I fully understood you're taking a stand you're doing something you're doing something is it dramatic yes but you had to give like an ultimate I mean I know people say don't give ultimatums but like this you had to and you're saying yes. meet me at therapy help me meet me halfway he doesn't so then you're saying so you know what I'm gonna go I'm gonna pack some stuff up and I'm gonna go with my parents he had opportunities to be make grand gestures and to yep. change the situation and did he choose to no nope. I bet he didn't nope. okay so he's and, with his family yep and I will say that night was probably the first time I realized that I was breathing in three years yep and it was and I remember thinking like okay I can be myself this is good this is I have my life back mm -hmm. and you don't realize that until you do right um so it was that was a crazy moment and that's when i knew like when you weren't hyperventilating freaking out like i made a mistake i miss him i need him like what did i do Not it was all. like you were relieved i was relieved yep and that's when i knew i said this is i said maybe i'll regret it tomorrow maybe i'll regret it in a week in a month i don't know or when it starts to hit me. But right now in this moment. And I wrote it down. I wrote down exactly how I felt. I said right now. I feel the best I felt in years. And that has to mean something. It has to. So we don't speak that night. I hear nothing. The next morning. I get a text message. And it says. Basically. We fundamentally disagree on family. And you will never be happy with my family. And I, I, need, I need someone who will walk into my family. My family will feel like they know them. They've known them their entire life. That's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. So no, good it, luck. Was, it was bullshit. Good luck. It was bullshit. So He's going to either wind up remarried and divorced, remarried in a miserable relationship, or he's just going to be alone forever. Exactly. And he's going to be married to his family. Legit. Exactly. Or he'll find someone or found someone who is okay with that only and, for a little and bit we'll just and we'll just you know cater to all of that human but doormat god bless her because that is a hell of a life so anyway yep needless to say that was from that text never saw him again wow and how long ago was that uh almost a year and a half jeez <sighs> but i will say as much as there were points when I said, I wish I could run into him and say things that I don't think I ever got to say, I think it was such a blessing that I never had to oh, I face that again. recently ran into one of the in-laws and what I said was to tell everybody to go fuck themselves. Ah, that's a great one. I was drunk. That's um, a great one. But I, well, I said, I said to this person I ran to, I actually really always liked you. I said to this person and right. I, I don't know how your wife feels about me, but I always really liked her. And if right. things were different, I think we could have gotten along in a different world. Right. I said... So please send my love and my love to you. And I said, and please send love to husband. I call uh -huh. him by his true name. Right. And then I said, and you can tell the rest of them to go fuck themselves. And right. I, and the only thing I regret is I wish I could pull one more person out of that, go fuck themselves. Right. Because there was one person that did like absolutely nothing or tried the best to not. But uh, there's like a, a, a good uh, solid five there that I was telling to go fuck themselves. Right. And I meant it with every bone in my body. But right. maybe not the most ladylike moment in the world, but right. I guess message sent. Yeah. You know, Oh, it was received. Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> received. I mean, listen, like people end things all the time, right? Relationships don't work. They're, p 
people yes. just are at the end of the day it's a blessing if it doesn't work out it is i think it is you know i yep. mean you don't want to be stuck with someone for i mean you know right no like, and the thing is different things make different people happy and this is the truth and like at the end of the day i, I said this to husband when we were like ending it and before we got divorced and i said what makes you happy makes me miserable his right. family right what makes me happy makes him uncomfortable my friends my family he like he was I think, that in my opinion, they were a little easier to be around than his family for me. Um, they weren't as combative. There wasn't as much like, you know, like they didn't have as many opinions. Right. They were more just there like to support and help. Right. Um, but they, but he didn't, but like my family's very emotional. Like my, we were like crying about something with my brother and he was like freaked out that we were crying. And I'm like, we like to emote. We like right. emotion and you way. don't. Right. So it's like, that's just it. So it's like, we're different people. The things like, so why do I have to, why do I have to forego my happiness for you and your family? Right. And why should he even also want the other... Why should he have to forgo the way he's comfortable? Right. It's not fair. Right. So. Well, and for me, it was interesting. You know, I think the way things unfolded once it ended also spoke to who I was supposed to spend my life with, right? Mm -hmm. When you are too scared to sit down and face someone after this happens. Right. And I didn't see him because he was too scared. He couldn't do it. He couldn't face me. Right. And that shows, you know, what kind of a coward you are. You need to go back to your mommy. Yep, literally. So, you know, that's... So that's it. So so then then how... So how do you... How do you physically just cancel everything what do you do so well that you make a decision but then it's like where do you even start so thank god for family who you know did all this for us um thank god for my parents but i was for me i needed to be a part of breaking all of this down just because i needed to keep going right? right i couldn't sit i said i will never i will not spend a day mourning this I'm just gonna keep going that's how I kind of did it too it was a divorce I know it's right. different but like I just kept moving one foot in front of the other because I'm like to. I can't sit and dwell and I'm and I have times I felt heartless like I'm not even like having emotion yeah. but I'm like oh wait I cried so much when we were together I think that right. counts exactly that's how I felt too right yeah. it's like you go through so much and you feel a little relieved and then you go through all the emotions I mean yeah. it hits you when girl it hits I'm still you. angry listen to the way I'm fucking talking about it. this is a long time ago and <laughs> I'm still you can be. pissed yeah I'll be pissed yeah. forever right I'm gonna work on therapy so I'm not pissed forever because now it's like bleeding into other important areas of my life that like I want to have peace and happiness right and so I need to like move on for myself but it's hard it's hard it's hard you go through the emotions and it's you know it's still part of your life right it's still something you went through so when what did you cancel how did you cancel so we had 100% of the venue was due now yeah so that was a big thing we had the dress we had the venue the invitations were ready to go as we spoke about so the invitations didn't go out the invitations didn't which, go is, out, thank which god. is a little less embarrassing yes yeah um what thank god what ended up happening happening with the venue was we ended up selling it like two weeks before the date there was some sort of miracle. So they basically say, if somebody else wants your date, we'll we'll give you your money you back. You lose your deposit, but you don't have to pay. We 100%. We were paying for a full wedding. Oh, my and God. You took no responsibility. Of course Zero. not. Of course not. Nothing. Of course not. That $5,000 was for after the wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So so we had the venue. We had the wet, the invitations. We had deposits on the shower What percentage venue? of the wedding budget? Because we tried not to talk numbers here. Yeah. What percentage of the wedding budget did you get back? Uh, we got back part of the venue. We didn't get back for the dress. No. Nope. We didn't get back for the shower deposit. Right. I don't know. I would say it was like... Maybe you got back 
50%, maybe. It's not horrible. It's I'm, I'm just thinking if anybody's in your shoes and they're like, okay, what can I kind of financially expect to... Right. But I bet your parents were like, we'd rather pay that than you be in a bad marriage for the rest right. of your life. But what I will tell you is that you learn that people are very nice to you after you call off a wedding. Really? And that they're willing to... Yes. Like people that, are like human. I found that vendors were human. I did. And that's why I got involved. Because I, I called them myself... I asked them very nicely. It doesn't always work. Right. But it did. You know, people were understanding of certain things. Okay. Um, Like, you know, the dress. Like, I got... Right now, we're still in flux with it, but uh-huh. I haven't had to pick it up yet or pay for it. It's still... They're trying to resell it. You Is know, there any way that, like, you can just, like, get a credit there for the future? Oh, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that anymore. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know, right? <laughs> I tried to pawn it off on a friend of mine who was getting married. I'm like, you want a dress? Oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> um, what'd you do with the engagement ring? Um, the engagement ring. So that was a whole story. So he had three choices. He had three choices. He could meet me in person mm-hmm. and we could talk about how we're breaking down the wedding. Because to me, I felt like, where are you in this whole thing? Well, your parents paid for everything. So the wedding, I mean, technically the ring could go... To cover some of the cost loss. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So yeah. That's, that's where it was all going to go. So I said to him, listen, let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. Let's figure out what we can cancel, what we're getting money back for, what we can do, how yeah. we can use the ring to pay for this or pay for that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not sitting down with you in person. I can't face you. What a pussy. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I said it, not you. Yep. Option number two. You can call my dad who's dealing with all the financials and you can have a conversation with him yeah. and figure it out. Nope, I don't want to do that. I just want to talk to you. Okay, well, I'm not talking about this over the phone. So that's two options. He says, what's my third option? I said, I, I, I guess I keep the I ring, keep the ring and exactly you said it not me <laughs> and he says okay well what about a fourth option I said I don't have a fourth option what's his fourth option his fourth option was at that point I still had my bed that I had brought to the apartment my couch and probably a few pair of denim shorts <laughs> and maybe some lingerie in the apartment oh my god so he said I keep your stuff you keep my stuff I said Sure. Done. Done. So you want to walk around with my laundry? It's all yours. Keep it. Sniff them panties. Yours. 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 <laughs> Wait. With the ring, did you sell it? So it's right now. It's sitting in a jeweler, trying to be sold. You're like. So if you're, anybody wants a ring, you're like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want it out. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to take it. Okay. And then, how were friends and family members in reaction to the news? And how did you get the news out? Like Facebook post. Uh, no. You know what's funny is that people say to you, huh, I haven't seen anything posted in a while. Are you okay? Yep. It's the silence. Because the invitations didn't go out, do you feel like you had less to like announce? Yeah, but then you deal with the awkwardness of running into people. Would have almost been better if you, like, let's say hypothetically you sent the the invitations out. Yes. And you still ended up in the same result because you're a badass bitch and I feel like you would have done that. Would you have sent like invitations, like re, like de-invitations, I, un-invitations, or like like how do you make the announcement? I think you have to. I think you make the phone call. I think the phone call is what is and just is done and just explain and just listen. say to him, you call your people, which haha, you've more, and right. I'll call my ten friends, <laughs> and exactly. it's going to be way easier for me than it is for you. Exactly. And just let them know the wedding's off, and, and you know and everybody, everything's canceled. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And then you deal with, you know, the engagement gifts and sending those back. Yep. And 
The logistics, girl. The logistics are why I got married. No, Homegirl hates the mail. Like I, I hate what is it called? The the mail station, the post office. Yeah, I hate it so much that I was just like, fuck it, we'll just get divorced and keep everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Do you but, regret any of your choices to call off this wedding? No. I am so impressed by you. No. Let me just say that. Like, no. Bless. Amen. I bow down. Like, girl. What you did take so much courage and I have literally been there and I am now divorced. I know there's girls listening who are in this exact same boat as me. And I'm like, I mean, if someone is listening right now feeling the way you felt when you were there, what would your advice be? Your number one piece of advice. My number one piece of advice would be if you are in the thick of the wedding planning and you are feeling hesitant in any way, I think one, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Two, put the planning aside. If you see yourself with this groom after the wedding, after everything's done. If the wedding didn't take place and you were just married tomorrow at City Hall, how would you feel? If you felt safe and good and perfect, go with it. Just know it's the wedding planning crap and you'll get through it. Right. Um, and just know that like, yeah, it's going to be shitty for a while. It's going to be awkward. You're going to deal with awkward questions. It's going to be weird. How long? How long? I mean, I six was, months, a year, a year and a half. Uh, so mine's been a year and a half, and I'm finally at the point where people ask me, and I laugh it off. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's not. I think my fear was that I was going to have the stigma of I was the girl who was engaged, and yeah. it's over, right? Yep, yep. And what happens when you date, and how do you tell someone that? And, right. You know, how do they react to it? But it doesn't matter. First of all, one, if someone's going to like you, they're going to like you for you. Yes. Right. You're not. I think you have to feel empowered by it and just know that you're it is so attractive and empowered that to be so empowered in yourself and assured to say I'm going to do something I'm not going to waste years of my life you know you could have gone through it and done a couple of years of marriage gotten a divorce but that's wasteful to you right I think it's very attractive that somebody knows what they want and they're not afraid to stick up for themselves right and I and I I did say and I say this to this day like dating sucks dating's hard um but the alternative of being with someone who would make it. your life miserable, it's not worth it. And if, you know, I'm alone, then I'm alone. But I'd rather be that than be unhappy with someone who is not right for me. Uh, girl, amen. I'm proud of you. I'll tell you that much. Very. This episode of Betch's Brides is brought to you by Batch to Basic. Batch to Basic is an all-inclusive planning service designed to take your bachelor or bachelorette party to the next level. The weeks and months leading up to a wedding are like such an important time to celebrate with your friends and family. But guess what's stressful? Celebrating and planning parties. So basically, Batch to Basic, they take out all the annoying stuff so you can just party harder. And Batch to Basic can accommodate your every need. If you want to hit the bars of Nashville into the wee hours of the morn, or just have like a total chill hotel spa day, mimosas, the whole thing. If you want to have a cabin, a mountain with your favorite meals, literally anything your little heart desires, they've got you covered. All you have to do is just fill out a simple questionnaire and Batch to Basic is going to put together a completely custom bachelorette or bachelor party to make sure your dreams come true. Also, they take care of everything. Booking your hotel. They'll get you resis at the hottest restaurants. Transportation to and from each event. Yeah, see? I bet you didn't even think about that one. Yeah, they've got you covered. Literally, they do all the stuff you don't want to deal with. And because they have exclusive industry discounts and connections, they actually can save you money. Today's Batch to Basic tip is set 
set budget expectations ASAP. If some of the guests are expecting to spend 500 and others are thinking over 1000 it's going to make for some pretty awkward moments if it's too late in the process. And guests will definitely drop out or even mud wrestle each other. Guests need time to prepare and decide if they're able to attend your bachelor or bachelor party so that it doesn't affect them later on in the wedding planning. Right now, Batch to Basic is offering Betch's Bride listeners a special treat. Go to BatchToBasic.com. That's B-A-C-H-T-O Basic.com right now and reference Betch's when you fill your inquiry form and your group is going to receive stylish retro heart sunnies for every guest and a personalized sash for the bride, which, you know, muy importantita. A bride without a sash. Is she even a bride? Again, go to BatchToBasics.com. Again, go to BatchToBasic.com right now and start planning your bachelor party of your dreams today. Okay, so we're running out of time. Yes. Um, we have a segment called Bride into My DMs. Yes. Okay, so uh, basically we have listeners that can write about the specific topic and ask us any questions. So you're going to answer these questions, okay? Yes. So was the date of your planned wedding hard? Like, I guess like a hard date. Did you ignore it or surround yourself with friends? Wait. Um. Yes. Let, let me re-ask that. Okay. What, what is that? Was the date of your wedding planned? Oh, I get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna redo that question. I fucked it up. Okay. Was the day of your wedding plan hard? Like the day that it was supposed to be on, was it hard? Um, yes. And so I actually so I was supposed to get married over right after New Year's. So I ended up planning a trip with my family. They took me away. Good. Um so we went away during the wedding. We didn't talk about it. We just escaped, had a good time. Yes, you need to do something fun and try to forget about it. Were people mad at you? Um, no. Actually, the alternative, people came out of the woodwork and said, thank God, because we hated him. Or uh-huh. thank God, thank God you weren't yourself with him. Yeah. That was the biggest. And you know what? People can see it. And then also, I bet there's people who are like in relationships that were you were friends with that were like, I fucking wish I did this. Who? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the people still to this day. Yep. Uh, when you worry, wait. Okay, this is the last question. When you worry that your friend is going to marry the wrong guy, should you speak up or stay quiet to go on the heels of that? What you just said, people said, yep. thank God. So this is an interesting question. So I had one friend who I've known my entire life, who is very opinionated, who said to me the minute she liked him, I mean, the minute she went out with him, I will never double date with you again because I think there is something so wrong with this guy. It definitely put a dent in our friendship, but looking back on it, she knew exactly that this wasn't right for me. So I will say it's a very sensitive subject, but... You will get killed as a messenger. You will. You might. And things might get weird and things might be rough. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think if you're a true friend, I know it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But I think if if you know this isn't right or you feel a certain way, yeah, I think you should say something. Jocelyn, you are my hero. Legit. I'm very impressed Aww, by you. you know. Seriously. You did what I didn't have the courage to do and a lot of other people don't. And for that, I bow down. Like, I'm very impressed with you. Thank you. You really Thank know you. yourself. It's- this is like, this is true feminism right here. Like, sticking up for yourself, knowing who you are, not second guessing, not doing things to appease people, like, you know, being very brave and steadfast and like like your quest for happiness, which you deserve. Right. You're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. This was so much fun. I'm very triggered. I have to go home and like, I don't know, maybe drink a whole bottle of wine. (laughs) I'll be there with you. (laughs) Let's go get martini. Um, You guys, that's it for us this week on Betches Brides. Uh, Of course, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll be back next week with another amazing bridal podcast. Till then, bye guys.
Betches.